Okay, great. I think we'll just begin. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Today's third uh, EG, and uh, I'm super excited because I know where we are going. You know, and uh, I love that uh, this journey is actually meant to take us into some some sort of a reality change, right? The the whole point of uh, getting into the whole point of this this EG, okay, is for us to understand that our lives, right from the time we were born up until the our realization of who Jesus is and then beyond is about conforming to some reality. It's about our mind, it's about our conscience, it's about us living in some reality, reality. in which all, all of us are basically going through a journey of understanding life. So it's it's about it's about coming to term. Now, for example, we, we went to school, right? When we went to school, we learned so many different things in school that taught us about life. It taught us about uh, how we are growing and we are learning new things. Now, for example, learning new things is good, okay? I don't want this uh, to be like some sort of a, a teaching, you know, like a learning uh, center or some, you know, uh, some sort of a course. This is not a course, okay? This is not teaching. This is not some, you know, it's like you join some college or some classes or something like that. This, this is not like that. Get that out of your mind. You're not, I'm not going to teach you anything. My point, my, uh, the, the whole point of the EG and, and what we're doing over here is to basically get you motivated into realizing that life is about growing in awareness of who we truly are. That's what it is, Right? It's about growing an awareness of our identity. Because right from the time you we were born, we've come into some sort of a reality in which we are, uh, it's like, I don't know who I am. Like for example, a baby's born, it takes uh, some time, they're still realizing, oh my God, I got hands. And after some time they realize, oh, these are called hands. You know, and then they'll start realizing, oh, this is what the hands can do. And then they'll start using their hands more and more and they start, start getting more skilled in using their body and, the, and their, they start communicating their, their voice and all that, right? So when they are born, they don't know what these are. The same thing with us, right? When we came to this world, when we came to Jesus, we started coming into an identity, some sort of a consciousness in which we don't know who we are until we start realizing, okay, fine, you know, this is my spiritual nature. This is my identity. This is who I am. And the more we get into uh, realizing our identity, the more we start living in that identity, right? So that's the whole point of why Jesus came to bring us back into that consciousness of our identity. Because what we were before, we didn't know that, you know, it's like, I am a spirit. Before we came to know Jesus, in fact, most you know, the majority of the church today also, when they came, when they come to Jesus, they don't realize, they don't think, I'm spirit. I can live as a spiritual being. They are still thinking they are, you know, human beings. There's no such thing as a human being after Jesus. The human being died at the cross because God did not create human beings. God created sons. God created a species of being in his own image, in his own likeness. Okay? And this is something we really need to understand simply because man became human only after the fall. Have you, I mean, how many of you uh, buy this being human t-shirts and clothing, right? 
I'm not saying it's a very nice brand and I love the brand. It's a good, good design and all that stuff. But when you say being human, when you say I'm only human, what you're basically saying is I'm weak. I'm subject to mistakes. I am not that smart. I, I, you know, it's like things can happen. Anything can happen. I'm not in full control. That's what you're basically saying when you're saying I'm human, right? That's what the, human. That's what the song also said. I'm only human. I'm just a man. I'm just a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was talking about weakness only. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so it's like, we are only, we, we are basically, we're not human. Okay. Because when Jesus came, he didn't, he removed that humanity part of us, that humanity, that weakness of us that said, I'm only human. He removed that aspect, which, which said that, you know, it's like, I, uh, I'm not in control. I'm, I, I don't have dominion. I'm not a ruler. I'm not in charge. God created a being who's supposed to be in charge. God created a species of being called himself, man made in his image, in his likeness, that was supposed to be in control at all times. I mean, why would, if you were not in control, he wouldn't say, have rule and have dominion. That wouldn't make sense. It's like, you know, uh, telling a baby, now, now you're in charge of my house. Baby wouldn't know what to do. But then the relationship is what brought about that sort of a reality in which, you know, it's like, now he's in full control. He, he sees the father, he's living with the father and he's learning how to have dominion. That's how it was supposed to be. That's how it was supposed to be designed, right? So now, you know, one of the things that, okay, let me just get back to this uh, question, okay? So how do we draw this thin line? Like for example, I know for a fact that, yeah, I'm living my life. This is who I am, okay? I know everything in my head. In my head, it's all, it's all, it, it all makes sense. Like, for example, you go to a class, you go to, you go to these courses, you, go, you hear some very nice preaching, teaching and all that. And that's, some, that, that's exactly what I don't want this to be. I don't want this to be some ear tickling uh, messages, some, you know, very uh, teasing kind of teaching that everybody gets very happy after the teaching. Yeah, wow, wonderful. And, you know, and then they go back to their own lives. It's not supposed to be that way because that's been happening in the church for the century, for centuries and people have go to church, they get very happy. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's all like, Oh my God, or life is boring. Life is this. I'm all down and out and all. It's not supposed to be that way. What we are learning to do is basically get into a reality in which we are living our life completely in control. We are the ones in charge. So this, this thing about, you know, it's like, it's there in my mind. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know who I am. And how do I, how do I make what I know real? That's the key. So it's no longer teaching, preaching and good messages. It's about, I know this, but it's up here. How do I, how do I make all this teaching, preaching and all this stuff real in my life? How does it become my reality? Right? The whole See, God never intended, firstly, God never intended that we live a life without seeing him, without hearing him, without knowing him. The first step to, you know, our interaction with God is always we, we sense him. So everybody, every single person on the planet has this thing, this intuition that, you know, it's like there is a God, okay, and uh, 
I know he's out there. I know he's how he's out to help us, but I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I don't know how he does things and all that. I mean, look at the world and all that. He's very erratic, very volatile, you know. So you don't know what he's doing. The the next step is the next step to actually understanding God is to is to basically hear him. So you hear him not through not through your physical ears, but there's something there's like a voice in your head that says, you know, okay, fine, God spoke to me. I I felt this. Suddenly this thought came to me. It was not. uh it was not mine but this thought came to me and you know it's like god spoke to me so you identify that as god speaking to you the next step would be you actually see god right or you see a vision or a dream or something like that where god is interacting with you in a way where now it's like okay fine i know for sure this is god because it is like it is a little more tangible than just the voice in my head how many of you get dreams everyone gets dreams arun gets a lot of dreams and very real realistic dreams so uh, i know when we when arun and i are going to meet next because the day before only he, he gets a dream about me <laughs> so we know that okay fine next day i'm going to meet arun or he knows he's going to meet me something like that so yeah so the thing is that you know it's like dreams visions trances these things are sort of uh, things that we that that how god interacts with i used to believe that you know uh earlier that i could receive dreams from you know uh from the demonic world or from the spiritual world from devils and all that can give you dreams and all that stuff but the reality is that no one can get into your head except you or except you unless you allow it okay so uh all these interactions with you know demonic nightmares and all that kind of stuff is all subject to how you okay interact with Or, you, or what you believe like for example uh i was chatting with uh, with siril and he asked a really amazing question he for him it, it was like you know it's like if jesus disarmed principalities and powers like in cells and colossians 215 right he disarmed in other words he completely uh you know stripped the enemy of all his weapons against us right and he and jesus defeated the enemy at the cross how come people still get possessed christians also right how do they get possessed or people of the world how do they get possessed how do they you know it's like start hearing voices and stuff like that how is it possible right well to begin with firstly demons and devils and uh, you know it's like evil spirits and all they are also beings they are also people not humans not people not man but they are also beings if you and i can interact then they can interact now you do not give people entry into your mind unless you allow it for example i don't give two hoots about what people say about me or what people think about me and all i, I say what you want no problem in other words you can't get into my mind right i can hear what you're saying but you can't get into my mind because i don't care for you enough if i care for you then i'll value what you say in other words i will place value on you i will place value on what you say or rather i will listen to what you have to say based on you know the value you add to my life in other words if you're going to give me you know stuff that's going to just bring me down or something like that you know i don't i don't value what you say so i don't care too much for you right that's how you let people into your life into your world into your sphere of influence or not right so i mean you don't give you don't pay heed to people too much so that you know they they get a control over your thought process over your mindset 
over the way you think. Because what people say can really shape your thinking. And that is really, really important. Because if people can, if, if you value people's opinions so much that they start controlling the way you think, then you are now living their life. And that is how the spiritual world operates because that is a principle that has come from the spiritual world. See, in the spirit, okay, your soul is interacting with both worlds. Okay, let me just illustrate that for you in a sketch form. Okay, can you see this? Can you see the screen? Okay. So, again, this is your soul. Okay. This is the spiritual realm. This is your body. Right? Now, everything, like we discussed last time, everything that flows from the spiritual realm has to go through your soul in order to reach your body. When I say your body, I'm talking about this area. This is your physical life. Everything that has to do with physical, the manifestation of your life. So basically, this also this is going to answer this uh, the question that uh, we got the last time about. I, I know it's real, but I'm at that bottle and I'm at that door, but I don't know how to make it real. I don't know how to make it happen. This is your life, right? Over here, and you want this kind of translation to take place such a, in such a way that everything that is in the spirit, this is heaven. You have now been translated here. In other words. Jesus has now brought you back, brought, made this reality real for you. What happened before, earlier, was that this reality was the only thing we knew. We were living on this side of our soul. In other words, our soul was being influenced completely by everything we saw in the physical realm. So we saw people doing things. We saw how people were living. We saw how people, and, and you know how it's like, we always say, you know, it's like, this guy is a man of faith. You know, he's a man of God. And you know, it's like, how come this to happen? If it can happen to him, then it can happen to me. And we start looking up to people and we start, you know, idolizing them and, you know, put them on the pedestal and all that, put them on the pulpit and say, wow, you know, never put anyone on the pulpit. Never put anyone on a pedestal or some give anyone. I'm talking about any single human being, no matter how great they are. Never put any man on a pedestal, on the pedestal of your life. The only person who's on the pedestal of your life is Jesus. The reason being is because we are, he has made us him. And he became us just to make us who he is. So 1 John 4, 7, he says, we are exactly as he is. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, it also says, right? We don't look at things that are physical. We look at things that are spiritual. Same book, 2 Corinthians 3, 3, 18. It says that we look unto Jesus and the more we start looking at him and beholding him and interacting with him, the more we start coming into awareness, oh my God, I am like him. Because that is exactly what he keeps showing us. Look at me. You are an image, mirror image of me. In other words, when you're looking at me, you're looking at yourself. That's what he's saying. So he wants us to interact with us. He wants us to interact with him and with, with Father God in the same way, saying that, oh my God, when I look at... See, because what does it mean? When, when, G, when Father God said, right, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. In other words, I'm making an image of myself. I'm making a perfect replica of who I am. 
what he's basically saying is when i'm looking at man i'm looking at myself when man is looking at me he's looking at a reflection of a perfect replica in other words this is who he is father god jesus said it himself right what did he say he said if you have seen me you have seen the father so whenever you look at man what happens is basically you bring your image very low you bring a, you start you start bringing your you know it's like there's low self esteem you start looking at yourself in a very lower than perfect way and god doesn't want that father god wants us to look at jesus so we start looking at a perfect person we start seeing the perfection of who we are because i'll tell you one thing when i'm looking at the screen right now when i see you and i'm seeing a sun i cannot see anyone who is less than perfect it is not possible that anyone in this in this place right now who is in this gathering right now is less than perfect it is not possible jesus did not come to create, to make imperfect beings he came to bring us back to perfection and and the process we are going through now is the process of awareness of how perfect we are okay so you're perfect 100% there is absolutely no flaw in you it's just about realization anyways so now we are looking at a being okay it's like this is this is who we are this is our life and what jesus did was he basically removed this he removed that entire thing that we are and he made us one entire being so he brought this reality back into one entire perfect person so what's really taking place over here what's taking place is that we are simply now coming into a realization that this spiritual nature this spiritual being that we are is can now come through our soul this soul okay is basically realizing this soul this is our soul this is realizing wait a minute i'm looking at this i'm looking here okay i'm looking at my spirit it's absolutely perfect it is wonderful and this is the way it's supposed to be okay i mean pay pay very close attention to this because this is really important when our soul starts looking this in this direction automatically it starts permeating through automatically you don't even have to think and i'll tell you why because till now up until now we have been looking in this direction and our life has been miserable our life has been in problems in trouble in weakness what did jesus say in this world you will have trouble right in this world you will have trouble but be of good cheer because i have overcome the world so what is he, what has he done he's brought the entire person back into completion so now what he expects the sacrifice is what the sacrifices start looking here this is who you are this is who you are we are called to be living here how do we live here right this place that we are living in this this place in the spirit is what god originally created adam in you know this place called eden how many of you heard of the the garden yeah in eden god created the garden god planted a garden and he put man in the garden now a lot of us basically 
have come to believe that this garden is some sort of a uh, what do you say a physical place on earth and they have identified because of the rivers you know the the river uh, tigris and the river euphrates that wait a minute you know this is this is in the this is in iraq and okay so if you want to believe that that's also fine and 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 here's what i want to say okay feel free to believe anything you want you don't have to believe anything i say i want you to go to the father and ask him is this guy making sense i mean is he what is what he saying correct don't 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 just take my word for it because if you take my for it my word you will believe any tom dick and harry around the place and then your mind will you know just again go into some sort of a tizzy and you won't know what to believe don't just take my word for it if you have a witness in your spirit okay and the holy spirit is always there if you have a witness in your spirit that what i am saying is accurate and true believe it no problem feel free not to believe if you don't want to and that's really important okay so people generally have come to believe that this place in uh, this place eden was a physical place a physical place on earth somewhere in iraq where you know it's like they they uh, you know it's like god created man and everything and so on but i mean when you think about it logically also how is it possible that a tree can bear fruit that can cause a people can cause people to sin how is it possible that a tree has a fruit that gives life right how is it possible so it was not a physical tree it was not a physical garden it was a place of in the spirit called eden which is called which is translated paradise which is translated god's heart it was a place in god's heart god's delight the word eden means delight in other words god's heart was where he planted this garden for man to have interaction with him now you notice that god that adam could hear his voice in the cool of the day he heard god's footsteps what was that place was it a physical did god come you know stomping in the garden and then adam heard god's you know footsteps you know as he came you know bom 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 like an elephant through the garden no god came as a as in 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 the spirit man was in the spirit man was very sensitive to who he was in the spirit because he is a spirit being and when god created man he was not in the fallen state of being separate how many of you see the spiritual realm okay not many see the spiritual realm that was not how man was created man was created to see the spiritual realm first as their primary reality and then what they saw in the and how they lived in the spiritual realm translated into this physical realm in other words their spiritual life became physical life so how do you think uh the animals were named right when god brought the animals to uh, adam he what did he say he said he brought uh, the bible says he brought the animals to adam and to see and uh, so that he could name them now when he named them what was what is that naming process it was not like okay fine i'll call him jack i'll call him hyena i'll call him tiger i'll call him lion it's not it wasn't that 
God was not concerned about you know it's like okay fine let's let's write down what uh, Adam is calling the tiger ah tiger okay fine tiger will go down in history as being called a tiger he left stripes and all that no as far as God is concerned names are very very important to him really very important to him you know in the case of Adam uh, not Adam yeah in the case of Adam okay Adam was called Adam because he was the first man but the whole species. that god created was called man now take in the case of abram okay abram was born as abram a b r a m now that means father that's it as in father of one but god said wait a minute i'm making a covenant with this guy and i need him to realize it because right now he's thinking wait a minute i don't have any children how will i you know it's like what what will i do i don't have any inheritance nothing and as far as god was concerned he's like unless he starts changing his mind i cannot do anything i cannot change his reality so what did he do he changed his name he said now on you're no longer going to be called abram you're going to be called abraham in other words father of many now everybody started calling abraham 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 and now he's thinking in his mind is going abraham abraham father of many because in those days it was not about you know just a fancy name like how we choose you know wonderful names for our children in those days it was all about the name was a was was the character of that person was the nature of that person it was how that person lived when a person like for example when a person is born like uh, jacob was born jacob was born and he came out holding the foot of his brother esau so he slipped out holding his brother's uh, foot and so his mother called him jacob in other words trickster deceiver that's what his mother called him i mean who who named their son deceiver and trickster but that's what he was called why because he held on to his uh, brother's foot and got out now god changed abraham's name so that every time he heard his name he was thinking i am a father of many i am a father of many i am you know it's like this is who i am and the more he started believing it god could actually make it happen through him he was 100 years old when he had his first kid wow anyways jacob let's go back to jacob right jacob was called trickster and deceiver God said, "This guy is going to is is like the you know the guy I want who who's supposed to be the father of the twelve. So I mean, he can't be thinking I'm deceived. I'm a trickster and all that because the more he was think being called Jacob, the more he was tricking people. When he went to his, uh, I mean, even before he went to his father-in-law's house, he deceived his brother." he tricked his brother into his inheritance in into his birthright he did all sorts of stuff why because everybody was calling him trickster trickster deceiver deceiver and he was growing up that way and he was living that life when he went okay after he tricked his father in law also and came back god said you're not going to be called trickster anymore no longer will anyone call you uh what's his name what was his name jacob Now Israel. you will be called Israel. Israel. Yeah, Israel. No longer am I going to call you Jacob. You are going to be called Israel. And he started being called Israel 
so that God could fulfill and do everything that he wanted to do for Israel through what he believed. That was so important. Everything in that goes through your mind is really important. It's really important. Okay, let me show you something else. Okay. Oh, this was on the whole time. I'm so sorry. Okay, so now. This is, let's just, this is just an illustration. This is your mind. Okay. In your mind, your mind consists of many different faculties. Uh, sorry, uh, your soul. This is your soul. Okay. Your soul, it consists of many, many different faculties, right? You must have heard of it already. The mind, the will, the emotions, and you know, all different other faculties that comprise your soul. And there are so many different areas in your soul that deals with different aspects of your life. The most important aspect of that's of your soul is the mind. And your mind, okay, has is basically the filter through which everything spiritual goes through into your natural life, your physical life. So your mind, now for example, if if I come to you or uh, remember last time, last time we were talking about how do people become jihadis, right? How do they become jihadis? They have to be indoctrinated. They have to be brainwashed to a place where the only thing they hear is what they're supposed to know. The only thing they're going to do is based on the information that they have received in this area their mind. So what are they fed with? They are secluded and they are fed with only the information they need. Brainwashed to a place where everyone else is wrong. Everyone else is the infidel and all that stuff. And this is the only thing that is there in the world. So we need to cleanse the world. So this mind is the most important thing and everything goes through this mind and this mind comprises of now again, the mind comprises of many, many aspects. It has the, our will, our free choice is in the mind. Now our mind uh, comprises of like, you can say the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. So you have the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. And the closer you go towards your spiritual reality, the more you find that your unconscious mind is at play and is at work. The more you come to your physical life, your natural life, you find that your conscious mind is generally always working. And your subconscious mind is always in between, juggling between this side and this side. Now, what are these three different aspects? And, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is really important. And this is something that we, if we, if we understand and we focus on, we know what kind of things to listen to and what not to listen to. Because again, like I said in the beginning, our freedom is the most important thing we have. Our freedom. If you safeguard your freedom, you are going to be living a life that is so powerful for yourself, so liberating, that you will not be governed and subject to anything that this world is giving us. Nothing will have control over you. And it all starts in this area called the mind. So 
when we are talking about the mind we are talking about these the, the conscious mind the subconscious now this conscious mind what is the conscious mind it is the active part of your mind your thinking you are receiving information from the world in other words this area you are receiving this information and it is telling you what to think thoughts all your active thoughts are, are taking place right now you are you are listening to the sound of my voice you listen to what i'm saying your active mind is at play not your conscious and un- not your subconscious and your unconscious mind your act your your conscious mind is being is at play in other words everything that i'm saying is registering over here and what's taking place is that this is all the information is coming into this place and you are start framing thoughts you're you're starting to frame your thoughts based on what i am saying right something is triggering now for example let's say for example i say you know it's like red car now immediately you form a picture in your mind maybe you if you have a red car or you had a red car or you saw a red car sometime in the past immediately this area starts kicking in why because in your past there was some red car that you saw that you really liked okay just an example yeah some red car that you thought was you know you saw really liked and all that and that picture came into your mind and it got projected into your conscious mind so you're thinking about that red car now replace that red car example with real life suppose someone comes and tells you you know it's like listen uh you get a bad cold you know and you fall sick of your pneumonia immediately your thoughts will go towards some past memory that you had of having a really bad cold and you were suffering from you know it's like you were down for days or your friend had was suffering from some pneumonia or your auntie or your uncle or someone or the other was suffering from something and immediately that thought triggers in your mind and you're thinking wait a minute you know it's like uh yeah yeah it was a really bad experience and all that suddenly this area the conscious mind starts getting filled with everything that your subconscious mind is feeding it why because all memories get stored here they are not in your conscious mind your active mind they are in your passive mind which is your subconscious mind so what information are we feeding our mind this area over here the subconscious mind right uh, sorry the conscious mind this conscious mind area really needs to get the right information especially when you are receiving it from the natural world you're reading newspapers you're getting all the news that you don't need you're getting all the news that you don't want and especially in this time this is the time where the news media is like buzzing with information and it is all feeding you information that is going here why is it going here it's going here just to come back some other day and it's going to get in your subconscious and you're going to be thinking sometime down the future you you know somebody sneezes in front of you you'll be like oh my god you know coronavirus i mean 10 years down the line you will somebody sneezes you uh, coronavirus will come back to your mind why because we've been watching the news and and the uh, and social media and everything that is telling us wait a minute you know it's like it's so bad everything is really you know this and all that you don't cover your this cover your that don't sneeze don't let people get too close to you all that kind of kind of stuff when i go out and i meet a friend you know it's like somewhere in the colony or something like that 
my first instinct would be to go and shake their hand and they are like oh my god you know immediately the hands go up or something like that and i'm like oh okay okay sorry so so they get all you know conscious of the things that are happening around us but again i want to come back to this point of what are we feeding our mind because this is really important and we really need to understand this the subconscious mind the conscious mind is important let me get the coloring right conscious mind subconscious mind now so when we are looking at uh, these three aspects now let, let's go, let's go to the unconscious mind then we'll uh, come back yeah now this area of the unconscious mind is the area that is fed by the subconscious mind until we start coming into awareness that we are spiritual beings okay and i'll share more as we go along because what takes place is that you know people generally often wonder why i don't talk that much you know uh, only when only in the eg i talk a lot but generally when you know it's like i'm i'm with people or you know it's like uh, social gathering or something like that I, i don't really talk i don't i don't talk much to people uh, this because it's 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 not something i uh, i'm voluntarily doing it's just that i'm not accustomed to uh, to talking much because i the what i say i i i i have chosen a long time back and this is something that has stayed with in my mind that I, everything i say must have value it has to add value and should be valuable enough for some because if i say something stupid then it becomes more like you know it's like where did that come from i mean i'm talking about before right where did that come from it was in my mind so i decided that you know i don't want to really talk too much because i don't want to activate things in my mind that are you know it's like from memory you know just lose mouth or something in college i was like i used to talk rubbish complete rubbish utter rubbish so much rubbish that you know it's like uh, it was more like every second word was rubbish and uh, people used to call me by that name and it it used to bother me so after college as time went by i decided you know it's like don't talk too much just just be quiet speak when you're spoken to speak speak words that have value because everything that we speak sometimes it just you know how you, you know, sometimes uh, you react suddenly and something just slips out right where does that thing slip out from right here the unconscious mind the unconscious mind i'm talking about before we come into awareness of our spiritual identity okay this unconscious mind is receiving information from our conscious mind uh, from our subconscious mind which has received information from our conscious mind so to put it in you know simplistic terms this active part has stored memory here that is ready to give information back whenever required and this subconscious mind has stored information here that is not always required it's like a backup you know the like a real backup of a backup something like that so it gives the information to the unconscious mind the problem with this area is that it triggers something in you without warning it suddenly you'll shoot your mouth off and you'll realize oh my god what did i say you know or you know it's like you'll become impulsive and you'll do something out of you know reflex action that you had no control over but in hindsight you'll be thinking oh my god why did i do that all that 
is triggered by the unconscious mind. You're un it's, it's unconscious. You're not thinking about it. It's so far in the back of your mind that, you know, it's like you're not even, you don't even know it's there. It is so, it is a memory from really, really long ago that was there hidden in that thing that was, that is, you know, uh, that, that just surfaces based on your impulse, right? So this is something, now, now I'll share something else with you, okay? Oh, this coloring thing is like unconscious. Here we go. Okay, so now, the, the more we get, the more we come to understand who we are in the spirit. Oh God. Okay, here we go. The more we start understanding and coming to who we are in the spirit, the more we start seeing our spiritual reality. Okay. You realize that our spiritual reality is not that, you know, uh, it's not the active part of our life. It's not that, you know, it's like you're, you're seeing it in real time. Your eyes are seeing it. Your ears are hearing it. You can sense it. You can feel it. It's so real. It's not, you know, it's, it's not as real as touching someone, touching the screen, holding something in your hand. It is not as real as that. That is why when you are in the spirit, your unconscious mind is receiving the information first. That information goes into your subconscious mind and then your brain starts perceiving it as active thoughts. Why is that? Because your the most sensitive part of you is this unconscious mind, which is always in touch with the spirit, but it doesn't trigger. So for example, you will say, uh, suddenly a thought came to your mind, oh, God spoke to me. I, I heard something God said. How did that trigger happen? It came from the unconscious part of you, which is already in touch with the heavenly realms, with the spiritual realms. So this information comes into your subconscious mind. Okay. Now, it, now in this case, not necessarily in this order that it comes with your subconscious mind. It can come directly to your conscious mind. So it can happen anyway, depending on how sensitive you are and how sensitive you become and sensitize yourself to the spiritual realm. So the more you are sensitizing who you are to the spiritual realm, you can bypass your, your subconscious and go straight to your active brain. Now, here we are. Uh, let's, let's, let's go through something again. Okay. I need to, I need to refine this process. I'm so sorry. This thing about the drawing thing, I'll just refine it maybe the next time. Okay. So the brain. Okay. Now let's 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 talk about the brain. Everybody thinks that the brain is your mind. But the brain is not your mind. The brain is the physical part of you. It is in your physical body. It is a physical thing. It is a physical brain. But your brain is so connected, so interwoven into your conscience, into your mind, that it can receive things from the spiritual realm. For example, now when you see this, uh, when, when you see this soul, right? Oh, in your soul, okay, your, your, let's say for example, this is your brain, right? This is your brain. Your brain is so, sorry, give me a minute. Your brain, okay, 
is connected to your mind. So what really takes place? The connection between your brain and your mind is so strong, so sensitive and so interwoven that it receives information from your mind. So for example, let's say you read a book today, right? You read a book, your brain has processed it. How? You're looking at the book, you're reading it. Yeah, you're seeing it, you're reading it. That information is going into your brain. That brain transmits that information to your mind. In other words, the conscious part of your mind. Your brain is still the physical thing. It is still a physical part of you, right? So now the reverse has to take place. In other words, when you and I are receiving things from the spirit, okay? It goes through our subconscious mind. It comes into the active part of our mind and the brain has to receive it. The brain is where you translate spiritual truths, spiritual realities into something that you can understand. So for example, in the garden, right? We saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Now, God created an earth with physical trees. Adam saw physical trees. Adam knew physical trees, they are trees, they have leaves, they bear fruit. That is the nature of a tree. What does it do? It bears fruit. It gives shelter. It gives food. And that's what it does. Now, see the resemblance. Okay, If you read the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, everything is typology and symbolism. Is it real? Ten horns, eyes everywhere, you know, all the blowing the trumpet and the seals and all that stuff. It's all symbolic. But that stuff is going to manifest in this physical world as something that you and I can tangibly understand. Right? So now, in the garden, Adam saw trees because... His brain took spiritual realities and made them real like what he saw in the physical world. So that is how the translation took place. So for example, when you see in the spiritual world, you'll see something that you can understand because for example, if you see something that is weird and wild, right? I mean, you will not even know what it is. Why? Because it has to go through your brain. If your brain doesn't understand it for you, it will make no sense. It, it won't matter at all. So what is the point of looking at spiritual realities when the Holy Spirit can't translate it to something that you can understand? So when you see things in the heavenly realm, when you th see things in the spirit, and this is something we're going to do, okay, uh, over the course of time, we are going to see into the spiritual realm because it is, we are supposed to be seeing in the spiritual realm. That's, that's the whole nature of God creating Adam. If you're not looking into the heavenly realms, then you're missing out on the best part of life you are designed, okay, you have to understand this, you are designed to see and live and interact in the heavenly realms. Amen? That's where we are headed. And now if you understand this, if you understand what we are doing here, what I'm talking to you about the soul and the mind and the brain, how all these things are so interconnected, you will understand what seeing in the spiritual realms mean. Everybody thinks that in order for me, if I want to believe anything uh, of heaven or anything of the spiritual realm, I want to 
uh, I want to see it with my physical eyes. And that is something I used to believe. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I have to see it. Yeah, it has to be real. But what I don't realize is that if I see some, every, or rather everything in the, in the heavenly realms, in the spiritual realm, has to translate into the physical realm for it to become a reality. You remember I told you the last time, the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world, if he did not die at the cross, we would have no hope. If, if Jesus, the Lamb of God that was slain in the heavenly realms, if Jesus did not die on the cross, which is a translation, which is a manifestation of what Jesus, of the Lamb of God that was slain in the, from the foundation, if the, if the Lamb of God had not been slain, if Jesus had not died on the cross, which is a manifestation of the Lamb of God slain, then we would have no hope. We would, have been, we would not be born again. We would not be the new man. It had to become a real-time physical event for us, for our mind and our conscience to realize and to understand and to come to terms with, wait a minute, that means God is not mad at me. That means God is not distant. That means God is not far. That means Jesus has reunited us once again. That means it was all in my own mind that I was separated from God. That means I did not need to, you know, it's like uh, keep myself away from God. Our conscience is what affected everything, right? The conscience. Now let's let's go, come back here, right? So I was sharing with you about this brain and how the brain is different from your mind because the brain is the physical part of you and this physical part of you transmits information back and forth from your mind. And what takes place is that this mind is being fed by two sources. Now, it's being fed by the spirit and it's being fed by the brain. So your mind is basically the center. In other words, like I said in the beginning, your soul. Where we receive information from is up to us. You decide where you're going to receive information from because everything you feed your mind is going to play out in your life. And that is where your freedom lies. And that is the most important thing. If you take away anything from this EG, you need to take away this. What you feed your mind is the most important thing that will determine how you live your life. If you are in trouble and you're, you know, you have problems, and again, please understand my heart. Okay? I'm not I'm not trying to condemn people. I'm not trying to say, you know, it's like you have problems, you have this and that. I'm not trying to say that. The whole point of this EG is to bring us to a place where we are above problems, above the world's troubles, above sickness, above all these things. That's the whole point of this EG. So if there's no condemnation, I'm not trying to, you know, poke any, anything at you. Your freedom lies in the information that you feed this part, oh, this part of you your soul, your mind. God breathed, uh, breathed into the nostrils of man and man became a living soul. This is the most important place because the spirit sends information here and this information is supposed to translate all the way out into our physical life, not the other way around. Again, nothing can happen to you here. Nothing can happen to you here. You are spirit and, the, and your spirit is indestructible. Your spirit is 
a part of God himself. So nothing can happen to your spirit. If nothing can happen to God, nothing can happen to your spirit. Your spirit is the life, is where life flows from here, okay? Life flows from here, from your spirit. That is where your life is. That is where the living life source, the energy, the glory, the abundance, that is where it is. It flows all the way from there out into your physical life. This is the order of things. This is the order of things that God designed, not the other way around. But remember in the, uh, earlier I had shown you how it's like what we tend to do is basically live our life in this area. We are not supposed to be living our life in this area. So you're reading newspaper. I'm not saying, go, I'm, again, I'm not saying don't do this, don't do that. Don't watch movies, don't re read newspapers, don't read books, don't listen to people. I'm not saying anything of the sort, okay? I'm, what I'm trying to give you is a principle that is going to change the way you think. And the, the principle is simply this. If you feed your mind with information of the fallen world, that is the only thing that's going to come out and translate into your physical life. Nothing else can translate. You know why? Because Jesus said it very plainly. He said, according to what you believe, let it be done unto you. Now, where does the believing happen? Right here. This is where all the believing takes place. Nowhere else. So, again, you want an example? I'll give you an example. You read the newspapers, right? You say, oh my God, there's a new strain of uh, virus. There's a new variant and it's more powerful than the other and all that. You read the newspapers that has come into your mind. You believe it here and you start taking precautions. You start boiling your water four times, five times, six times. You start, you know, uh, putting on gloves, two gloves, three gloves. You go outside, face mask, cover your head, cover everything, PPE suit, everything you'll wear and you'll go out. Why? Because suddenly you come to believe some new information that has come from here. Where? From the world. I'm not saying don't wear PPE suit and don't wear mask. I'm not saying that, okay? It's your choice. My, my point is only to make you aware of what takes place and where it takes place. So take all the precautions you want, but bring yourself, bring your thoughts, bring your mindset to a place where you start living above the information that the world gives, right? Okay, let's move on. Now, where does our interaction take place? We have, again, a soul, right? Now our soul is interacting with the father, with the spirit. Like I told you about the soul, it has the unconscious mind, which is here, and it has subconscious mind, and then it has the conscious mind. Now, our interaction with the heavenly realms takes place like this, over here. This is all illustration, okay? It's not like real. I don't want you to imagine that it's all circles and you know pink purple circles and all that it is just so illustration our interaction takes place which encompasses these uh, these faculties such that your you are already spirit okay your spirit is already in touch with the entire entire spiritual realm there is no part of the spiritual realm where your spirit is not not already in 
the very fact that you are spirit the very fact that you have a spirit and that you are a spirit and that your spirit is spirit is that it is already interwoven into the spiritual realm and every it fills everything because your spirit doesn't have some shape like you know it's like this is not the shape of your spirit right your spirit is not contained inside your body like a you know like how you try to stuff a balloon inside something it is not stuffed inside it is not like the air in a tire your spirit encompasses the entire spiritual realm in other words if your mind wants okay now this is get this if your mind wants you can access any part of the spiritual realm because you are already there your spirit is already there now all you need to do is become sensitive to what to what your spirit is showing you or where you are in the spirit are you understanding what i'm saying because you are already one you are already in the spiritual realm your spirit is already in the heavenly realms all you need to do is start becoming sensitive here as to where you are what is happening in this part of the spiritual realm what is happening in this because you are already there in spirit you know paul said i am with you in spirit right what was he saying he was not you know cracking some sarcastic joke or saying you know uh, like you know I, i can't come to your party but i'm with you in spirit he wasn't saying that what he was saying was that because i am already everywhere in the spirit i will sense who you are where you are what you do in the spiritual realm this is how we know what is happening in the heavenly realms how did jesus interact with uh with 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 the father he went into the garden he went on the mountain tops how did he interact with the father how did he speak to the demons in the in the gathering boy right how did he do all these spiritual things as a physical being how did he how does the scripture say he knew all things right the bible says he knew all things how did he know all things because his soul his his spirit his conscience was always interacting always in touch with everything that was happening in the spiritual realm now guess what every single person in the world that he was in touch with was also in the spiritual realm their spirit was also in the spiritual realm that's why he knew what they were thinking what their intentions were what their desires were why because he was already one with them are you understanding what i'm saying okay if you uh, if you have any questions just kind of make a mental note or something of it and you know we'll discuss it later on right oh, it's already 8:30 i'm so sorry okay we'll pick up uh, this later on but just to get a brief overview the brain is not your mind but it is very very interconnected with your mind everything that you are in spirit is translated by a comprehensible language that you understand in your in your brain like for example you see that guy who uh, jesus healed who was blind right jesus healed the blind guy he spat in his eyes he threw some mud or something i don't know what he did he threw he spat in his eyes he spat in that blind guy's eyes and uh, he said you know what do you see 
and the blind guy said, you know, I see, I see men, they're like trees. Now that's a big clue, okay? Nothing is uh, without significance. How did he see men as trees? That doesn't make sense. You remember the garden? Tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Tree of life? Who was Adam and Eve interacting with? Those trees were actually spiritual beings manifesting as trees. And I'll, I'll discuss it later on. Don't give too much thought to it. Yeah, they, it may sound, seem a little far out, but we'll come to this uh, later on as we keep on discussing. As you come to understand more, you'll, this will make more sense. But he was interacting with people who were bearing, giving fruit, who were bearing fruit, right? Leaders bear fruit. They are always represented as trees in dreams and visions. Whenever you see trees in your dreams, it is always talking about some leader or some person who you are receiving shelter from, some covering from, who you are receiving fruit from. They are bearing fruit, stuff like that. It's, it's that kind of a, you know, a symbolism that plays out in dreams. And that's what took place in the case of this guy that Jesus healed. I see men as trees. Now, Jesus could have said, okay, fine. You know, it's like you're healed. Amen. Hallelujah. More long now. No, Jesus had to make it absolutely perfect. So he healed him, he prayed for him again. Okay, and this guy said, so what do you see? Ah, okay, fine, I'm fine now. So what really happened? What really happened was that he saw into the spiritual realm, which is where he saw men as trees. Now, who those men are, I don't know. But they were spiritual beings. The point is that he saw into the spirit before he, before he got completely healed and saw in the natural. There was, there was a reason Jesus did that in order to, for it to be witnessed that man is supposed to be looking in the heavenly realms and to bear record of what Adam experienced in the garden. Everything is interwoven. Everything is, as far as God is concerned, he puts all pieces together so that those who are really looking will find now, this thing about the conscience, we are, now that we understand what the brain is and the mind is and the conscious, the, sorry, the, the, the conscious part of our mind, the subconscious part of our mind, the next time we will talk about the conscience and what really happened, okay? Because the conscience is where we make decisions in life and how what we see and what we understand, what, what we believe influences what we do. So then we'll talk about the conscience later on. So again, right, uh, the things we do all stem from our thought process. So if you are at that borderline and you're thinking, you know, why is it not happening? Why is it not happening? It all has to happen in your soul. If it is not happened in your soul, if your mind doesn't fully believe it, and it does not see that reality that you're living in, how can it happen and materialize? Because everything that you live has to come out of you. It's not coming from somewhere else. You are the source of your reality, right? And we'll talk about that also later on. Cool. Any questions? Kurt, you said yeah. that uh, you said that uh, the, the mind, the, the will is in the mind. I I, I also got this impression uh, in the last week. That the feelings also are in the mind. Yeah. So, so you know that it, all those mind, the emotion, will is in actually in the mind. 
Yeah. So so that's how you that's how your thinking process goes. Yeah. Because you know you you think what you 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 feel what, think what you feel kind of thing. That's it. Yes. So basically, your thought process basically sparks and triggers emotions. Emotions. Exactly. So emotions are also part of the soul. But like I said, the most important faculty that uh, the soul comprises is your mind. Yeah. And that faculty, that mind, governs everything else. It's the it's the source. It's the it's the it's the reality that receives information from either realm. So we what we what we do is basically the mind assimilates a reality based on the information that we feed it. So the reality becomes our life and how we live. So if a person is fearful and he's living in you know uh, depression and all that, it is because he his mind is filled with that reality based on the information he has received. Nobody is born fearful; they are made fearful. They are fed fear, and that feeding of fear is also voluntarily their fault because uh, they are is their uh, thing because they have received information that causes fear, right? By the same token. joy people who don't care to hang you know it's like live your life man yeah just you know just chill just do whatever you want don't think about anything you know they don't allow anything to put them down so they 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 send they bring everything all the information through a filter which doesn't affect their mind in in a negative way so what comes out is just pure joy and that's the way they live so you see people of different temperaments that are living out of a reality that is framed in their in their soul so yeah any questions any other questions any uh, good questions awesome uh sorry video cannot be uh okay uh the first one uh, like you said a name of a person is very important can you hear me yeah the name of the person is very important and we are going to discuss that later on as well okay so uh, but yeah go ahead ask the question said, anyways yeah we said abraham and abraham and uh, jacob was israel and all that so uh, recently i have noticed that you know many of them uh, like princes and all these people and all mm -hmm. these guys they the film stars and many celebrities and all that they they change their name spelling or add an e and add an k and you know they have all that kind of things how does this relate or uh, what what do they think i mean how do they why do they do that and you, you understand what i'm trying to say i don't know why they do that but okay <laughs> But, but 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 the thing is that i mean who cares i see the thing is for us okay as as people who are coming into uh, the the revelation of who we are the revelation of our identity for us it makes sense now that you know you name according to what kind of a reality you want to see so now we name our kids according to a reality that we want them to live in we name our kids based on the reality that okay fine you know this child This is what he's going to do. This is what he's going to be. So now we have come into that reality. But before, 
okay or people who don't know uh, who are not informed about jesus yet or the kingdom or anything sort for them it doesn't matter what they name their kid or they name themselves or they rename themselves doesn't matter okay my second question huh. is uh, you said that you don't uh, like like you said you don't watch news you don't watch read newspapers the same with me i don't watch any news i don't read newspapers you know because that brings in kind of uh, you know so like you said uh, it all depends on you how your mind is you know active to the fallen world or to the spiritual realm or to your spirit okay now uh, th- but there are sometimes when you know um, even after avoiding speaking to people you know avoiding reading newspapers avoiding all the negative things even sometimes then you have a confrontation with somebody or a customer comes to the counter and he says are kya ho raha hai ye ho raha hai injection hai vaccine hai ye nahi mil raha you know all these kinds of sometimes you want don't want to listen to that but still you have to there because we just cannot say are mere ko nahi sunne ka tera you know that kind of a thing i don't want to listen to you or you know sometimes on whatsapp it comes and all so i here i just want to say that even since we are in jesus since we are in the spirit can't we form that kind of this that even when we go through all these things or we listen to all these things it still cannot affect us or it still cannot do anything to us can we be in that position yeah okay so let me just show you this again okay so this is uh, let's go back to the the natural realm and the spiritual realm okay this is and this is our soul in between okay we need to come to a place in this area where nothing from here affects us this area should become so strong that this information becomes invalid it becomes you know uh, pointless it becomes you know uh, uh, it has no value to us basically this doesn't matter whatever happens here doesn't matter why because we are looking in this direction we need to be keeping our focus our mind our desires our intentions our thoughts on this side this is where we need to focus on and the more we see here like it says right i shared with you about second corinthians 4:18 right we don't look or rather don't look at things that are seen but look at things that are not seen because the things that are seen are temporary are temporal why does it say the things that are seen are temporal because they are subject to change in other words you can change that reality however look to things that are unseen or rather the spiritual realm because those are eternal realities in other words that this reality is the source realm this is the source realm from where we live and that source realm is where we are supposed to be sending information all the way through so the more we get established in this area over here this area automatically starts falling in line it's just by default but we need to start establishing this area 
get our information whatever information you need about your health about your finances about your mind about your joy about your peace about whatever it is get your information from this area here this area is really important this space so when you are focused and you are continuously thinking about this place you never have to think never ever have to be mindful about oh wait a minute you know it's like the news this is happening in the news this is happening in the world this is our government this is our thing this is what it say this person said this this person said that it doesn't matter because you are living in you start living in this area here when you start living in this area this doesn't matter immediately this starts changing it just starts changing you know why because it starts manifesting from your soul and i'll i'll share exactly how it manifests right because once you see it 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 it's it's life altering you have to just, and, and the best part is all you're doing is chilling you'll just chill and things just happen why because you're living in this area and that's the whole point of the eg remember i shared with you the three things live above problems live above uh sickness live above poverty live above all these things in other words they cannot reach you they can't reach you they can't get to you you're living above it that's the point of the eg amen thank you so much god thank you so much bless you okay any other questions uh this diagram that you have drawn this is what david says no my soul clings to the lord see the soul is clinging to the spirit yeah yeah, yeah. it has become one yeah. identity you yes. know that red and blue so yeah. that means when david said my soul clings to the lord or when mary said that yeah. uh, in that uh, song i don't remember something she said no yeah. that my soul my soul is uh, with you my lord so that means yeah. there is there is no existence only of that thing this is this is the only thing correct what you've drawn now yeah absolutely the soul is clinging to the lord yes absolutely wonderful thanks god awesome thank you any other questions awesome okay great so what oh okay lisa hi um i have a question yeah. um for example um like you are defending in the spirit is that also was subjected to um what you perceive in the natural like um in the natural there's like you sense like negative you know around you like spiritual realm in spirit realm so is that also it could be from the lord or it just how you perceive it in the natural Okay good that's a, that's an awesome question and uh, I, I we will go more into detail about it later on when we start when I start sharing with you about the kingdom and uh, the kingdoms of light and the kingdoms of darkness but right now just to get an overview of uh, of what uh, you are talking about okay so for example now let's say for example this is uh, just an illustration again this is the heavenly realms this is the spiritual realm okay in the spiritual realm you have the heavenly realms and then there's the rest okay illustration only yeah the heavenly realms actually this entire thing is the heavenly realms and this entire thing is the the rest also 
but just for illustration, just for you know our mind to understand it. This is this is the heavenly realm. This is the rest, and this is the spiritual realm. Now, what takes place is that because our spirit is everywhere in the heavenly realms as well as the spiritual realm, it is everywhere. It is in touch with everything. Okay, we sense and we get information from the heavenly realms and the spiritual realm. Now, the spiritual realm has the realms of darkness and light and Hades and you know uh, Sheol and all the other stuff, right? Every other thing that you may have read in the Bible, it's all here. This is where the kingdom is. This is where the kingdom of heaven is. This is where the uh, spiritual hosts of heaven abide even though they also translate out through all the other realms. But our soul picks up the heavenly realms as well as the spiritual realm where all the darkness and the, and the Hades and everything is. So it picks up on that as well. The point is to focus here. It's not as if we don't sense what is happening here. We do sense. And generally what takes place is that all the uh, depression and all the, you know, it's like the darkness that the heaviness that people generally sense, it comes from here, this area, the, the, the dark realm. Now, because we have been translated into the kingdom of light, okay, you can decide in your soul, again, in your soul, you can decide that this area over here This area over here, this cannot come into my reality. You can decide that. And the moment you decide that, you shut off everything that this realm has influence over. And I will share more about this later on because then there's a context that I want to bring you to before you, before you become powerful in your thinking so that you start occupying everything. Amen? Okay, so this is just a brief, I hope this answers your question. Cool. Any other questions? Good. Yeah. Uh, in respect of what you just showed right now, uh, you know, you had mentioned about uh, the the post, uh, the uh, the uh, chain. They are they are in ch uh, chained in for for a thousand years or something like that. Chains so of darkness. That, uh, chains of darkness. How does that uh, relate with, with what you are saying? So that is that's not that's not uh, as of now. In other words, uh, when I say chains of darkness, basically means that if this is if this is the heavenly realms and this you're is the spiritual world, you're not seeing the screen. Oh, sorry. So it means that if this is the spiritual realm, okay, yeah. and yeah. this is the heavenly realms, okay, this is where the spiritual hosts of darkness abide. Okay. And, this, and this thing this about is the heavenly realms. Bound, and the thing about being bound in chains is later or is it no, now? No, I'm explaining that. Yeah. So this is the heavenly realm. This is the realm of light. Light yeah. simply means that you know and you see everything that God sees and everything that God is showing you. Yeah. That is the kingdom of light. That is the kingdom where light is life. Right. It was the light and the light was the life of men. Yeah. Yeah. So you're living in this area of light, 
where your reality is everything of the kingdom, everything of heaven. Now, the hosts of darkness don't have access to this light. They don't have the revelation of God. They have been reserved outside of this light in darkness. In other words, darkness does not mean darkness where there's no light. It's like you put the light off and it becomes dark. It's not that. It's talking about they don't have the revelation of God. They don't have the revelation of the heavenly realms and the things that God is doing. They don't have the revelation of the spirit. They don't know who you are, what you're thinking, because you are abiding here. You know what they, uh, what Paul says in Corinthians, right? If the enemy knew, if the enemy had revelation, he would not have crucified Jesus. You know why? Jesus was living here. The enemy didn't know the plan because if he knew the plan, he would not have crucified Jesus and we would not be born again. So he was living in the outside realm. He was living in darkness. He didn't have the revelation of what God was doing. Amen. It's awesome. We, are living, we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And that's our reality. We know everything. 1 John 4.22 right? And 27. What does it say? Uh, sorry, 1 John 2, 22 and 27. What does it say? It says you have an anointing from the Holy Spirit, from the Holy One, and you know everything. It's key. This is very important. It says you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know everything. How can you know everything? You know why? Because you are living here. Let me put that in a different color. You are living and here. They have been and they have been uh, uh, relegated to the to the darkness. Yeah. Okay. So this is our life. Our life is all about living from eternity. And I'm going to share about eternity also later on. So stay tuned and we'll catch up with you guys next time. I'm so excited that you know we're all going on this journey. And this journey is like you know bringing us all into a, such a change of mindset that. This world cannot give us anything, cannot, cannot you know, add unnecessary, you know, uh, depression and, you know, this anxiety and fear into our minds because our minds are being, are being empowered to become more powerful, more strong. We can not pay attention, not pay heed to what this world is throwing at us because it's not important. These things can't touch us. You know why? Because we are living in that reality of the kingdom of light. And I'll share more as we go along. Awesome.